This is ESPN New Hampshire, WGAM, Manchester, WGHM, Nashua. And it's a great pleasure to welcome him here and to present to you Elvis Presley. Well, since my baby An incredible hockey game, and it comes down to a five-round shootout. Now we see Troy Terry. He scores! He's four for four. Troy Terry, the first goal in the shootout. He's done it again. Parsons makes the save. Team USA wins the goal. Nicola Wong. He's stopped by Tyler Parsons! The U.S. has done it! Tyler Parsons with the save! The Americans are World Junior Hockey Champions! Riley Nash steals. Shaller the backhand scores! Dominic Moore, a sweet cross slot shovel. And the Bruins are ahead. Tim Shaller, Stemniak to the point. Controlled and a shot by Slavin. Stop! And it counts in! Zane McIntyre had it! And it kicked off his backside and just about three minutes gone in the second period. Carolina has tied it. Krejci inside the line, broken up. Now a chance for Ajo. His shot scores! Hey, hey, what do you say? Sebastian Ajo! Carolina wins in overtime! Giants looking for a stop. does this better than anybody. End zone, Cobb, touchdown! Unbelievable! Slot receivers, second and seven, and what a catch by Brown, and he slashes right past the secondary, and he's taken off for a second touchdown in the first eight minutes. Fletcher in motion, Browning pressure, intercepted Ryan Anderson! Pressure, Osweiler, ramped up and tossed down. This is Jones returning it. It was Waller. And the ball is on the ground. Keeping it. The set. To the 10. To the rookie takes it home for the touchdown. First and 15. As Collins has the football for New England. Force you to run it out. Short of the 25. Again, Houston's fumble. One breaking it inside the 20. And all the way home for the touchdown. It's very diverse and it's very competitive. Uh, but it's it's uh, we got a we got a room full of brothers in there. Uh, everyone I can tell you right now is mentally and physically tough. Um, you know. In addition of Mike, he's been, you know, a stud, a uh, guy that's come in, worked hard, um, and showed and displayed toughness. So, uh, you know, when we get those kind of things, uh, we, we like those kind of guys. I mean, I just crave the big game moments, you know, playing in games that matter. You know, a lot of times you don't really get to do things that matter. Um, and I get, I have a chance to do that right now. Well, then you won't leave all
Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Oh, yes. Elvis Presley, ladies and gentlemen. It was his birthday yesterday. But it was a Sunday. We weren't on the air here in the stretch run on ESPN New Hampshire. So did you think I was not going <laughs> to pay homage? Come on, Murph. We know you. Come on. To the king? <laughs> of course. Happy birthday, Elvis Presley. Somewhere sitting above. And I'll tell you, you know, you can play all the classics and stuff. But I, I, I did a little research. I wanted to find some of that 50s stuff when he first started oh, yeah. off. The rockabilly. Oh, yeah. That's what I love. I mean, I'm watching video of it. I watched yeah. the video of it. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome stuff. The rare, the rare stuff is what's cool. When those songs were first written and performed. Oh, yeah. That's, that's the Elvis that I remember. Well, I wasn't alive. But, I mean, that's the Elvis yeah. that I like to think of yeah, when of I course. think of Elvis Presley. Not, not the end there when he's doing all the Vegas shows and he's yeah. 500 pounds overweight. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. You know, you know it's the end. That's the Elvis I think of when I... Think of Elvis Presley, and uh, I'll tell you what, we have not, uh, it's been a few days, I wasn't here, uh, Thursday a bit. and Friday, so we obviously didn't get to discuss USA. <laughs> we were I mean, did back. you think they could top no. the Russia <laughs> game? <laughs> you saw, we were sitting yeah. here watching that Russia game, and we are going nuts in yeah. here in the commercial break. Trying to do a show. Trying to do a show. Can't focus at all. Not even close to focusing. Yeah. And then the same thing happens in the Canada game. And they yeah. go to a shootout. Unreal. It was awesome. It was it awesome. It was some awesome, of the awesome. best hockey I've ever seen in my life. Was it, it was awesome. absolutely amazing. Congratulations to uh, to our man, Charlie McAvoy, who was yeah. on the show last week. Speaking of which, did you see what he did in Frozen Fenway? Yo, I didn't even <laughs> like. It was unreal. He comes back and he scores a goal. How is he not tired? Right? <laughs> he goes, he scores a goal in, in the cup, in the goal one. I would be worried if I would be you, though, the letdown might set in this weekend. Yeah, oh, I, yeah, definitely. You it's know what happen. I thought of? It was, it was kind of like when those, uh, a lot of the guys came back from the World Cup. Yeah. And they were ripping and it. And they it up, and then all and of a sudden. Then, just, yeah, they'll hit that. So he, he's got to hit a wall sooner yeah. or later. <laughs> you would think. Yeah. But you, you know, you come back and you're, you think you'd hit the, hit the wall there. He yeah. comes back and he scores a goal and they yeah. win that game. Like, you kidding me? Unreal. I can't wait for that game. Amazing. Amazing Cannot game. Wait. I, of course, you know, w- was not really uh, energetic, yes. but I'm, I'm getting into that game. I, I, I almost, uh, you know, I, I almost made my condition a little worse yeah. <laughs> because I was I so excited. That. I can it. see that. Yeah. And I was just talking to our, uh, you know, our owner here, Tom Monahan. He said he was watching the game and he said he had to turn it off. Yeah. His <laughs> blood pressure was going too high. He yeah. said, I can't take this anymore. Uh, I, I, was, I was feeling the same way. And, you know, Another thing I discussed with him was the Bruins were playing that night yeah. against Edmonton. Now, the only reason I turned into the Bruins at all was in the beginning to see the tribute to Milt Schmidt, yes, of who passed away uh, last Which was Wednesday. Well done, by the way. It was. It was. Um, I'll get into that in a second. Yeah. I, and it's not a knock, Yeah. but we'll get into it in a second. <laughs> uh, that's the only reason I turned into that. So... I'm watching the beginning of that game a little before the USA, because the USA game started at 8. I, yeah. originally, I thought it was 7, but it started at 8. And they got going about 8-10. And, you know, you go from there, you're just kind of like, la di da you know. Yeah. It's another night in the NHL. And boom! <laughs> like, yeah. like, mock speed ahead. Yes. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. hello. <laughs> yeah. Now, USA, to me, looked very lethargic in the beginning of that game. Yeah, and, uh, right, you know. Understandably so, after what they went through with Russia. Yes. I mean, and then, you know, Canada didn't have that 
that bad of a game or that exciting a game, so to speak, or that uh, draining a game against yeah. Sweden the night before. So I think, you know, it took them a while to catch their legs. But, man, they just don't give up. No. <laughs> no. They erased two two-goal deficits. That's, that was that was what happened in the Russia game. They just kept, yeah. it, it kept battling back. We're watching it here. Like, and oh. then this kid Terry does it again. Yeah. yeah. Yes. The shootout, though. And, and Parsons. Yeah, Parsons was great. Parsons oh, my gosh. Fantastic. But this shootout, though. I'm sorry, you can't end a game. In a no, shootout. it's got to. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you. It, that kills me. Like, and, and you know, like it's great that Terry's been great, but yeah. you know that that kills me. Everybody was saying that uh, Canadians were saying that because they lost. Yeah, no, I totally agree <laughs> with them. No, yeah. it's it rightfully should, like it something that, that big way. shouldn't come down to yeah. that. And the other thing is, USA. And I want to get into more of USA in the next day. We'll yeah. go back and forth because I have a lot of. I, I mentioned in the crossover my idea about the Olympics, so I want to bounce yeah. that off you in our next segment. We got a little tribute for them coming in our next segment. Uh, and if you want to call up and talk about that or anything too, uh, you can in the next segment 603-883-9900. 603-883-9900. But what I was going to say is, you know, USA in that overtime outshot Canada. 17 to 5. Yes. So I don't think they wanted to shoot out at that point because they're <laughs> yeah. rolling, man. They're yeah. like, wait a minute. Yeah. We got it. We got we're all this We're, we're going to we do this. Chances. We're about to do it. Yeah. yeah. We're about to finish this off. So it's almost time. like the shootout could have helped Canada. Yeah. In retrospect. But, you know, USA comes away victorious. It was great for hockey. And, of course, that just started a, uh, a weekend full of sports. I got to tell you, though, I mean, speaking of letdowns, these playoffs suck so far. <laughs> In the words of Gabe, don't bet on bad football teams. I am so glad that I changed that Miami pick. I sent it to you, and I was like, ooh, I don't, no. I don't like it. I don't like it. And you, I immediately switched it, and I hate that. You nailed it. Uh, Jimmy Murphy, your host here, by the way. That is Justin Sullivan, and, and, and Sully did uh, change it. And uh, let, me, let me go back, because actually your, your text absolutely, you're, you're like the, uh, what do they call him? Someone who sees the future. Oh, a fortune teller, oh, 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 with a the prophet, um, the triple B's. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah with you the, called it. Yeah, I mean the first, the first time, and this blew my mind too because of injury. You know, Roethlisberger injuries, Antonio, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell. This is the first time that those three were on the field for a playoff game together. Yeah, you know they've been there for a while, but together on the field. And Antonio you said Brown, it's got to it, that's got to matter for something. It's got to mean something, right? Antonio Brown comes out with two touchdowns on the first. Eight minutes of the game, like immediate, Bell. immediate, and then Bell. Bell broke a record or something yeah. for the Steelers for for, for yards, so yeah. for rushing yards, immediate. You know, so that had to and mean something. And lit it up. Yeah, yeah so that had to mean yeah. something. And good the call by you. And the fact that Miami, the, it was good. You know, good for them to get to the playoffs, but they're not. They're, they're not, not ready good. yet. They're not there. You know, which With you know, backup quarterback, which it, good for him. You know, good on you. You gave a good effort, but you're just not there yet. And you know what, Sully? That. It's it's a blessing in disguise they lost that game because how many times, <coughs> Bruins, yeah. <laughs> uh, do we see a team in development mode that maybe wins too early? And, and they think, oh, or we got it. Or gets ahead of themselves. We, we can do it. And we then can... they just screw up that whole path <laughs> towards rebuilding. They trade for John Michael Lyles and Lee Stepney. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know? Like, I mean, how many times do you – and by the way, everyone here knows I love Claude Julian. What the hell is he doing, though, put uh, Lyles in instead oh, of Colin God. Oh, don't even be started. I know yeah. my buddy's listening right now, and oh – when I saw that, I, we were driving around, and I got my Bleacher Report update, and I lost it. I lost it. Colin Miller is playing well yeah. right now. He's playing well right now. He's yeah. finally playing well. You have him playing well. He's playing some defense. He's, playing, he's playing with some spunk. I get that you're trying to get John Michael Wiles back in there. But when you have a young defenseman that could be part of your future here, mm. and he's playing well, why don't you keep him going? Why would you well, take him out, you know? 
makes, I just don't, makes you wonder if he is part of the future. Uh, like, I just don't get it. Based like, on the track record right. they have with him right now. Yeah. They obviously don't believe They him. don't like him. Yes. They, they don't like they, him. They clearly don't like him. They don't like him. And, and it does and, and look, nuts. Hey, they're, that's why we are where we are and they yeah, are where they of are. Course. And they've seen something we don't. Uh, but, you know, the Bruins lose a tough one in overtime. Yeah. But the night before, they dominate Florida. I don't know. They just got Florida's number. And Florida's playing some good hockey yes. coming into that. Yep. Um, you know, but they take three out of four points. And here we are. Claude <laughs> Julian is still coach. Still got a job. <laughs> but we will. Uh, we got some stuff. I, I, got, I got something maybe. Uh, might, yeah. might drop in the next segment. Yeah, yeah. A little L- groundbreaking. A little, little bomb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little Joe Haggerty bombshell. Yeah, we yeah. got a couple bombs. One of them, one of them a bit unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, we want to let the listeners know uh, we will no longer be on the air here. Yep. After Thursday will be the last stretch run. Uh, ESPN New Hampshire is switching over to ESPN Radio for now. I want to stress that for now because there could still be a future here. And um, But regardless of what happens, uh, I want to thank uh, Justin Bassanelli for giving me a chance here yes. again. And uh, Tom Monaghan, our owner. And uh, Diane and Pete Shepard, who was here when I first got here, and all those people, Christian Arkin, uh, Tom King. Uh, we, won't, we don't want to talk about this right now. There's going to be plenty of time all yes. week to reminisce and, and to talk about that. But we did want to give you a heads up. You will want to tune in throughout the week because uh, I'm going to try and do my best to bring you some, uh, some big name guests as we go down the stretch run of the stretch run. The little stretch run, yes. And, of course, I thank you, Sully, for coming in. Hey, thank you for the opportunity, man. I really do. It's been awesome. But we got four more days left. We're going to have a lot of fun. we got a great show in store for you here. Uh, Chris Forsberg will join us at the end of this hour to talk some Celtics. He of ESPN Boston. We'll talk to John Serenades of XNOJoe.com about some Patriots. Now... Now we can talk really. We can really get into the Patriots talk. It's here. Oh, it's, it's here. here. This is pregame week. Uh, they will face the Houston Texans eight fifteen Saturday night. I know you are. You know, in case you were in a cocoon and you didn't know, <laughs> but that's who under a rock. Yeah, that's who the Patriots will face. The Houston Texans, who have never ever won in Foxborough, the Houston Texans, who were supposed to come in to New England against Jacoby Brissett and the Patriots. And demolished them, and they were demolished themselves and dominated. Now, we know how the Patriots won that game was yes. through defense, right? Yes, correct. Well, I hate to say it for you Texans fans, though, that defense that dominated you then wasn't the same defense they are now. Is like a <laughs> hundred times better now. And uh, what a you know, there's a key piece to that defense that was there then that's not here now. He's in Cleveland and yeah. he's sitting on the bench and he's not, and they're he's, better. He's playing golf and they're playing. Yeah, and they're and better they're now. Playing better now. You know, that's uh, I was going back looking through the clips. And I'm like, oh my god, Jamie Collins. <laughs> oh my god, I completely forgot about him. I completely forgot he existed. He's playing golf right now. Yeah, you know. But it, yeah, this defense it's is unreal. much better. It's unreal. So uh, you know, I. I looked at it at first. I'm like, wow, the Patriots are 16-point favorites. And then I thought about it. <laughs> I thought about it. Man, you can make them 21-point favorites and it would be reasonable. It, 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 might, be, it might be 20 by the, time, yeah. by the time we get to Thursday or Friday yeah. here. If you're a betting person, get on it now. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> if you're taking the Patriots, exactly. you're going to be giving more probably by the end of the week. Of course. Uh, I don't think it's going to be – nothing's easy. No. No, no, no. But if the Patriots do everything they can and should do – they should win this game convincingly. Yes. 
Uh, but then again, that's why they play the game. Yes. I mean, Houston is considered the number one defense. I feel like I've heard that 50 times because I heard the Ravens were the number one defense for a while, too. But, yeah, it, it shouldn't it – sh- it should be a convi- – it should be a, a, a win. It definitely should be a win. It could be a convincing win, but we've talked about it before. When the Patriots lose, usually it's because they beat themselves. Yep. And this team is different this year. There's something about yeah. this team where that stopped after the Seattle they're, game. They're just so locked in right now that I don't see them it, making it by, mistakes. Speaking of Seattle, the Seattle Detroit game. I'm sorry if the Detroit receivers didn't grease their hands <laughs> with like five pounds yeah. of butter, and the refs didn't completely blow yes. four calls. Might have been a little bit closer. It would be a much different game. <laughs> Might have been a little bit closer. So I'm sorry with all yeah. these people hyping up Seattle. Seattle's uh, a team. I didn't. I didn't no. think they put. That I'll ball. tell you who the team is. And I hate them, and I hate him, <laughs> and you know that. But man, did they turn it on yesterday? The Green Bay Packers. You got a clip? Here we go. They're going to air it out. Rodgers does this better than anybody. End zone. Cobb. Touchdown. Unbelievable. The hell, Rodgers. <laughs> I mean, unreal. They are on a mission. And that first touchdown where he stood in the pocket for literally eight seconds, yeah. I literally was like, all right, Sat, all right, nope, nope, he's not, nope, okay. How, how? How did you, how did, he had eight seconds to throw the ball, and yeah. he just bounced around the pocket and somehow found a way to get it to, to uh, right. Adams there. Unbelievable. Like we say, we give credit where it's due. Credit where it's due. I hate, I hate right them, now, but they're on a roll yeah, right now. They're, they're a machine rolling. right now. And, and the way they were just able to take. Oh, yeah, a little more, Elvis. The way they're able to take. Like a game that looked like it was going to be a defensive struggle, and, and then just, just turn blow, it into just a turn blowout. it open, yeah, blow it open. That's scary. Yeah, they're, that's the team to beat right now. They scare me. If they will beat the Dallas Cowboys, yes, I'm calling I'm it right you. here. I'm with you. They're going to beat the Dallas Cowboys. They, they have the they have momentum, is what they have right and now. And if the Patriots do what they're supposed to do and make it to the Super Bowl, that could be a good match. It could be a rematch of '96, '97. There, I like that. So. Maybe a little revenge for I like us that. that can remember that. Listen, like I said, we got a great show. Cole Wright will also join us midway through the second hour. Uh, Mick Collagio to open the final hour, talk some Bruins. And our man Gabriel Morenci to close things Gabe. out here on the stretch run on ESPN New Hampshire. Happy birthday, Elvis. We'll be back. I'm leaving town, baby. I'm leaving town for sure. All of them, you won't be bothered with me hanging round your door, but that's all right. It's all right. That's all right, my mama. Anyway, you do. I did a hot deep, a deep, a deep, a deep, a deep, a deep, a deep, I need your love, it's all right. That's all right, my mama. Hey, and it's what you want to want to do. You're listening to The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy, right here on ESPN, New Hampshire.
Cam Rogers. According to the Cleveland Plain dealer, coaches are forced to teach RG3, or I'll say refresh his mind on, these three mechanics. One, plant your back foot, then throw. Two, get down, then slide. Three, throw the ball away, don't take needless hits from the defense. Those are three things that coaches are focusing on. Rather than focusing on the playbook and improving the offense, they have to pretty much reteach these basic components to Robert Griffin III. Saturday at 4 on ESPN New Hampshire. Are you going through a rough patch right now and could use some help from professionals? Are you unsure of how to proceed and could use a guiding hand? Well, then let the attorneys at Dehar Law Firm make life easier for you. At Dehar Law Firm, they handle a wide variety of cases, anything from bankruptcy or divorce to estate planning and personal injury. Contact Eleanor Dehar at 603-622-6595 or visit Dehar.com for more information. Dehar Law Firm, serving individuals and businesses in New Hampshire since 1958. How would you like your office to be located in the heart of downtown Manchester? The former Ted Hebert's building at 922 Elm Street is ready to house your business. With over 28,000 square feet available, the time is right for your business to maximize this rare opportunity. Again, there is now office space available at 922 Elm Street, the old Ted Hebert's building, but it won't last long. Contact Tom Finney at 603-647-6800 or visit loopnet.com. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware, folks. We just bought a fixer-upper, and I don't know where to begin. So I went to see Paul at our neighborhood Ace. I told Nate we have everything he needs to help him repair their home, from a wide selection of paint colors, craftsman tools, and the best lawn and garden brands. Ace is a place with exactly what you need, starting with help. Ace Hardware now is a brand-new store in Nashua on Pearl Street downtown. That's right, a brand-new Ace Hardware store in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. Nashua Ace Hardware is a division of Nashua Wallpaper. Come experience all the joys of living at Bedford Green. Only steps from the Merrimack River and Heritage Walking Trails, the Bedford Green offers some of the largest floor plans in the area with a convenient location only minutes from Manchester. Bedford Green is the town's newest luxury living address featuring granite counters, stainless steel appliances, natural light and spacious layouts, and offers easy accessibility to restaurants, shopping, and all the major highways. Visit BedfordGreenNH.com. Every big sports moment can be heard right here on ESPN New Hampshire. Classic a shot down in front, picked up by Crosby, lobbed down the ice, and the Pittsburgh Penguins have won the Stanley Cup. Flips to Jacobs, three for the win, it's good! Steps back, puts up a three, won't go, final seconds, it's over, it's over! Cleveland is a city of champions, the Cavaliers are NBA champions! We've got it all here, this is ESPN New Hampshire. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today, or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all, the few, the proud, the Marines.
Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata. Sometimes people make assumptions about what someone with a disability can or cannot do. For 15-year-old Katrin, who has cerebral palsy, her disability leaves her unable to speak or move. But Katrin can see and hear. So it's a little awkward when people are standing around her and talking about her. But instead of Katrin and her family brushing others off, they attached a sign to her wheelchair that says, Hi, I'm Katrin. I hear and understand everything you say, but I cannot speak. I can answer questions using yes or no, so please ask me if I need my communication board. Thanks for talking with me. <laughs> By showing people how to communicate with her, Katrin is helping change attitudes and is building relationships. When it comes to connecting with someone who has a disability, it just takes a little communication and a little understanding. For the best local high school sports coverage, period, keep it here on ESPN New Hampshire and ESPNNHradio.com. Get enough for that. I'm sorry. I, I know Never. it's not big here. You know, well, it is for hockey people. But man, I, that was just—it was so cool. <laughs> it's it, the fact that they had two amazing back-to-back games. That's that's both shoot, all, yeah, both shootouts, both down Come to the backs. wire, both just you know, uh, edge of your seat type games. Yeah, like, those were some legit. That was hockey. That's a hockey game right there. But the, you know? the other fact is, you know. I mean, and they know each other from the development program, right? But you, you basically threw these kids together over the last month. Yeah. And that's how they gelled. Go figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Like, they gelled like that. And, you know, we all look back, and I, I'm not going to say it's on the level of the 1980 Miracle on Ice, uh, you know, in the Olympics. I get that. But, I mean, it's got to – if the World Juniors got the attention that it gets in Canada – Yes. Here. That would be in top 10 sports moments. Oh, yeah. That of was, U.S. history. That was unreal. It is for me. Back to, like back-to-back shootout games that you come back and win. That's unreal. When in does, Montreal. When does that happen? In when Canada. When does that happen? It was awesome. And the only USA fans at those games were basically their family members. Yeah, <laughs> yeah mom and dad. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And, you know, and, and so he, look, I said this in the crossover. Welcome back to the stretch run here uh, on a Monday uh, Jimmy Murphy, your host, and Justin Sullivan working the boards. And I said in the crossover with Christian and King there, uh, you want to you end this stalemate? 
between the NHLPA and the NHL and get NHLers in the Olympics, send that. Hmm. Basically have World Juniors Part 2. You send all the 24 and under players, whether they're from USA, Canada, Czech, Russia, what have you, for their respective countries from the NHL. And there's your NHLers. And at the same time, the owners who, this is all about money, don't don't let them kid you. They they don't want to stop their understandably so. I don't blame them. They don't want to stop their league and give up all that ticket revenue and concession revenue for a tournament that really essentially isn't going to be the best marketing tool for their league because the games are going to be on at like three in the morning Eastern time or four yeah. in the morning or five in the morning, and not everybody's going to get up to watch those games. I get where they're coming from, but you can still send top-notch talent. And as I was saying with Christian, and he agree with me, it's almost better talent. I mean, people go, oh, so what are you going to do about all those other guys? And they're not there. If you don't have them, then what's the... The bulk, the bulk of the prime talent right now in the NHL is between 18 and 25 years old. Oh, yeah. So send them. That's it. And then you can do both things. You've got both things covered. You're marketing the game overseas and throughout the world. And you're still keeping the NHL yeah. going. And I tweeted that after that game or during it. I forget. I was I was on <laughs> a lot of painkillers. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's – I think it's a no-brainer. Yeah, makes sense. 100%. Makes I'd get up at 5 in the morning to watch that quality <laughs> hockey yeah, that, or of sport. Th- those last two games, like I said, edge-of-your-seat type games. I mean, we're sitting here during that Russia game. Trying to yeah. do a show and cannot focus. Yeah. You can't take your eyes On the off day Milt Schmidt died. You uh, cannot <laughs> focus on anything yeah. other than that game. We were, we were talking to Mick. Yeah. We're and I, to I, I was trying to keep win. my emotions in. Yeah. And, and he's like, just and, let it out. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we're trying to celebrate them winning. And Mick's talking about Milt. And we're just unreal. It was an unreal game. You know? And, and that's the type of quality. It's quality hockey. That's what it is to me. When I, wa- when I watch that game, that's a good hockey game. And I'm watching the Bruins right now. And I'm I'm not seeing that. It's just it like you said. You flip from NHL to that, boom! Amazing, amazing speed and, and passing at all of that. And I'm not getting that out of the out of the Bruins games right now. So I'm with you. Send send the kids. Do it. Yeah. W- why not? Why not? And if anything else, it puts pressure on the NHL. And the NHL says, "Well, we don't want them going." Okay. Right. So then join, join right. in. Stop, stop complaining and become part of this. E- either you're in or you're out. You right. can't be in when you want to be yeah. in. You know, yeah. either be part of it or don't be. You part can't of it. have your cake and eat it too. Yeah, exactly. If you want, bottom line. If you want to be part of it and you're going to complain about it, then join. Yeah. Otherwise, get out. We're going to send the kids. Yeah. And so I, I think that would would solve it there. I, I think you have something there. They need to realize the marketing tool they have in that. I mean, I spoke to average sports fans. We're not just saying average hockey fans, average sports fans that don't even watch sports that much. We're glued to those games. Call me. What what is this thing? What is this tournament? Look, folks, do yourself a favor. Next year, around Christmas time, right after Christmas time, (laughs) Boxing Day is when it starts every year. Watch the World Juniors. Oh, by the way, it's in Buffalo, New York next year. It's it's on home soil next year. We have to make a trip up. <laughs> so we have to make a trip for that. It, it was just, it was awesome. And, and, and by the way, I want to give a big shout out to all my Canadian friends. Obviously, you know, you, well, you know, I lived in Montreal. I have a lot of friends up there, but all my Canadian friends across Canada, congratulating me, saying what a great game it was and how great it was for sports. Classy till the end. 
thank you, Canada, for that. It, it, it was. It was unreal. And they, and they all, you know, were just like, wow, that American team is something else, yes. man. And, the, and The talent. It's coming. Yeah. It's coming. There is. And that's why they have to go to the Olympics. Yeah. Because USA hockey has never been this good. It's, it's, it's insane it's how good it is. And this, too. So I'm sitting there, and I'm texting back and forth with uh, my buddy Chris Masters, who used to play for Boston College. Uh, he runs the Boston Junior Bruins, okay, uh, yep. a big junior program here uh, based out of Marlboro. He coached eight of those players. <laughs> so, so he not, was one proud. Not only is it good, it's local. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's exactly, awesome. man. That's you, so had, awesome. like, you had uh, ten players with New England ties yep. on that team. And you had Boston Bruins top pick Charlie McAvoy. Oh God, he was unreal. <laughs> you, had, you had Lousen on the other side. Uh, yeah, Canada, no, I was. I, com- I completely forgot about him. Yeah. I, they have so many prospects right now. Yeah. that are playing at a high yeah, level. He, it just let it happen. They're coming. Yeah, I, I just you know I'm I'm basically preparing myself for when they decide to trade one of these prospects, for when yes. they decide to trade a couple of these what? prospects. For, unless you're getting something bad. Okay. And if let, you're getting let's a Landis, talk about that. If you're getting Landeskog, okay. Or we, Duchesne. We can talk, yes. But yeah. I, I, I would hate to start trading draft picks around and throwing all this capital around if you're not getting that type of player yeah. back. You know, I don't want to deal with another deadline of trading second and third round picks that are in the NHL are valuable. Mm-hmm. You know, you tell me second round pick in the NBA, I could care less. Mm-hmm. I, you'll never, some of those guys you never see. They always, they always end up in Europe and you never see them. In the NHL, those guys matter. Brandon well, Carlo, that's a second round here, pick, you know? Here's what I will say, okay, regarding that. Nice segue there, Sully. Yeah. So, we talked about in the first segment there, Claude Julien is still coach. But I would say based on things I continue to hear and what uh, very reliable sources are telling me, uh, that likely won't be for long. And when you see the general manager, Don Sweeney, of the Boston Bruins, telling Flutishan's hour in the Boston Globe, and of course he backpedaled when he was on Nesson, but when you see him, you know what, let's, let's pull it up. Just so I uh, greasing the skids is what I refer yeah, to it. To, I'm going to pull friends. up the story in case our listeners haven't re- read it yet, but I don't want to misquote um, what Don Sweeney told Flutishan's hour uh, in the Boston Globe. So you can sort of sum it up right now. I mean, while the, I pull I, this up. You know, I I just it's greasing the skids. Basically, coming out and saying, you know, we haven't ruled out a coaching change. Okay, when you come out as the as a general manager and you put that out there. You're basically laying the groundwork to fire him. Like he's basically, I've been, you know, we've been talking about it for a while now. That he's most likely going to get fired if he makes it through the month of January. That means they're playing really well, and it's and something's going right there. But when you come out and say that, you're just greasing the skids. You're just getting it going, starting the motion to fire him. Now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna say that the editor definitely made the title so that it was clickbait. Oh yeah, and, and and definitely sensationalized it. Come on, it's media. <laughs> Bruins GM Don Sweeney hasn't ruled out a coaching change. Was the title of the story, January seventh, by Flutoshinzar on the Boston Globe. I'm going to read you the quotes from Sweeney in this story right now. It starts off, this, and this is how he goes right into a quote. I'm not avoiding the question," said General Manager Don Sweeney. "I think it's an obvious one. You have to look at every different thing." Let's go on to his next quote. I've given our coaches a lot of credit for how they're preparing, Sweeney said when asked before Saturday's game with the Panthers if he was considering a coaching change. Sweeney again. We've had some slower starts in the last little while, 
but we've been all in together communicating and seeing where we're at realistically. Claude's been receptive to putting younger players in roles that aren't always comfortable at times. We're continuing to work at it. I have to look at everything. Ownership would look at me and realize, well, has Sweeney done enough in the course of his time here? Question mark. We're sort of in the same place we've been battling, but I think a lot of teams are in that. That's the key one to me. I'm going to continue to read the rest of the quotes here, but remember that. That part when he says, ownership would look at me and realize. Hmm. I'll get back to that in a bit, and I'm going to link it all together. Because as far as I'm concerned right now, it's every man for himself with the Bruins right now. More Sweeney here. I think we're shy of where I thought we would be. (laughs) Me me intervening here? Really? (laughs) You're exactly where you should be. We've left some things on the table at times. Our power play has been a bit of an issue for us throughout the course of the year. Hmm. Last time I checked, it's one of the best in the league. Hopefully we've turned the corner on that in the last little few. That's an area where you're leaving things on the table, so to speak, where you can either get yourself up to getting a point, winning a game, or distancing yourself in games. It's an important area. We've had some players that haven't hit their watermarks. It's a function of assessing, for me, personnel-wise, whether the right pieces are there or collectively. Good on him to say that. Let's go on. And we can go a little longer here, Sully, because yeah. we're going to get Forsberg at the end of the second hour now. Uh, you'd like to think, this is Sweeney again, you'd like to think everything will regress back to the mean and bear out. You stick with that process and the conviction of that process. We do have a lot of things people would point to and say, Would this be a dangerous team if they got hot in terms of a playoff environment because they have structure? Yes, but the bottom line is, if you don't get in, it doesn't matter. You have to find a way. And he went on. Bunch of things there that have really bothered me, Sweeney said of the inability to score. You can look at shooting percentages and say, well, eventually it's going to come along. It doesn't come around if you miss the net. The amount of times that we do, I think, is a real problem. We have a tendency even in quality chances, whether that's picking corners or not making the goaltender make the save and creating a rebound as a result. Getting to the rebounds, that's another one I'd like to question. We don't give ourselves a chance on either side of it. You miss the net, you don't give yourself a chance at a rebound. We get a rebound, do we have the conviction to go in there and get them? He said, and then Fluto says, if firing Julian isn't the solution, Sweeney has to find outside help on the wing. So far, he hasn't found a deal to his liking. He then said, this is Sweeney talking, you're seeing the waiver wire and teams utilizing that as opposed to making a trade. I think things are going to heat up a little bit here, but it just means that supply and demand is what it is. There's a few teams on the outside. The rest of the group is bunched up. It's difficult, especially when the expectations really haven't been lowered. I understand that. I accept that. I've been very open and honest and saying from day one when I took the job with the core we had, we'd be a very competitive team and right in the mix of trying to challenge. You get in, you never know what happens. We've sort of done that, but we haven't done it enough. Last year we were in a great position, and we bleeped the bed. I'm hopeful we're not tracking in the wrong direction because we've been in decent position and we haven't taken advantage of it. How did you interpret that? Uh, I interpreted that as him trying to uh, save himself. <laughs> exactly. That's <laughs> how I interpret that. Back, all that, the way back to that first yeah. one when he mentions ownership asking him. Yes. Okay. I, I say I interpret that as him and saying, that's exactly what this is. I, I'm trying to save my job here. You know, I'm, okay. I'm trying to save my my job, and I'm doing what I need to do. So on that note, 
I did some digging after I read this. I'm sitting there watching the uh, the Panthers Bruins game, and I go to some of my go to sources, and apparently there is a strong sense. I mean, we already know there's a sense that Julian's gone soon. Yes. But now there's a sense that maybe Cam Neely is angling to take over as GM as well, oh. which means Sweeney's going, oh. which means that's exactly what this story is. Wow. He's sensing that too. Wow. And that's why I said it appears to be a complete <laughs> – I'm waiting. Do I have poop fest there? Poop fest. <laughs> oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> It's a mess. That's a mess. All right. Ugh. So you've got, and I'm not afraid to say it, the ego maniac, yeah, say, Cam that's Neely. That's an ego move right there. That's all right. Pushing move. to do that. You've got Don Sweeney trying to save his own hide. Guess who's going to be out of a job soon? Yes. Mm. Claude. Yeah. It's and close. it's not because he's a bad coach. It's just a victim well, of circumstance. Claude's right just now. sitting there going, when are you going to do it? Can you, can you pull I, the trigger I, already? I, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Based on what I heard, if Claude already said that, yeah, like like you can see it in his already. face on the bench. I was saying, I'm watching that. I'm watching that game last night, and every time Carolina scored, his face was just stone, like no reaction. Like usually, he he gives a smirk or some yeah. sort of like an just nothing, yeah, just nothing at all. And, and, and going back to your earlier comment on, you hope that they don't trade away these picks. They can if it's for the right players, but you hope they do the right thing with them, whether that's traded for a great player or develop them. If Cam Neely becomes GM, those picks will go for some <laughs> over-the-hill, unrestricted free agent. Can I just go in my bunker now? Can yeah. I, can I just run now? I am telling you now, Cam Neely, he's already started. But if he becomes the general manager of the Boston Bruins, which, based on what I'm hearing, is a good chance. Oh, my God. Oh, no. This team oh, no. is gone. They're done. <laughs> And I don't mean oh. for now. They're done for a while. Oh, he will, no. He will screw it up royally. Oh, they have he is built not qualified so well. to be a general manager. Oh, All right? He was a great up. player. He did a, a ton for this community. He still does. There's still a place with him in the, in the organization, but is not in player personnel. Yeah. So, listen, on a happy note, we'll send you out for this for Team USA. Congratulations to them. We will be back. We got more talk. Give us a call. 603-883-883. 9900. Hey, wait, can you start the, the song over slowly? Yeah. I, want, I want the listeners to hear. So this is, uh, this is Team USA after they beat Canada the last time in the gold medal game. Check it out, and then we'll go into We Are the Champions. Congrats, USA.
are listening to The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy. Stay tuned for The Right Time with Bomani Jones, only here on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. The Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month is brought to you by Apple Therapy. Visit AppleTherapy.com. This is Laura Remillard with ESPN New Hampshire Student Athlete of the Month of November with Gabrielle Masseur from Nashua North. How are you? Thank you so much. You broke Nashua North's high school across goal record as a junior. So that was obviously a really special game. We were playing against Merrimack. Definitely a really great game and it was really exciting, but I couldn't have done it without my teammates helping me out and getting the ball and feeding it to me and their support and my coaches' support. What's your favorite thing about playing lacrosse? So I love getting the ball and transitioning it from whether it be defense to offense, getting it from the draw and just like sprinting down as fast as I can and getting it to my team. I really like the teamwork and effort. On here I'm seeing some volunteer work at the Nashua Soup Kitchen. Yep, I'm involved a lot in like within my school and like sports in my community. Nashua Soup Kitchen's one. I'm also vice president of National Honor Society. I'm a leader in a kind connections. I'm a leader in Team Titan. I'm actually the secretary in the class of 2017. And where are you looking at going to school, Gabby? I'm actually committed to play um, lacrosse at UNH. What is your inspiration to go above and beyond? My parents have always been there to support me and to believe in me, and I think that has really helped me become like the athlete I am and always reach for the stars and to go with all my heart. Push to be the athlete and the person I am. So, they definitely inspire me so much. That was Gabrielle Masseur from Nashua North, Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month. Nominate your son or daughter. Sign up now at ESPNNHradio.com. With six New Hampshire locations, Apple Therapy's comprehensive orthopedic rehabilitation clinics offer convenient access to a wide variety of services. Apple Therapy uses the latest technology and treatment techniques such as trigger point dry needling, active release techniques, running gait video analysis, and Graston technique. Plus, they are networked to most providers and all insurance companies. Apple Therapy is located in Amherst, Bedford, Manchester, Nashua, Londonderry, and Executive Health Club. For more information and access to their video library, visit AppleTherapy.com. Do you feel like you've been benched or sent down to the minors? Are you paying the correct amount of child support? Let a team of experts help you out. That team is Bardis Law. There is nothing more important in your life than your kids. You wouldn't cut corners for them? Don't cut corners on your legal representation. Don't show up without your starters. Going to court without an attorney is like playing without a coach and without a playbook. Let Bardis Law get you back in the huddle so we can call the play. Call Bardis Law at 603-420-8588 or visit www.bardislaw.com. Hi, my name is Jen Kaludi. My husband, Sal, and I are the owners of Embroid Me in Nashua and Embroid Me of Bedford in New Hampshire. We help companies and organizations promote themselves through embroidered apparel, screen-printed shirts, promotional products, personalized gifts, and much more. I invite you to come visit our showrooms, conveniently located at 345 Amherst Street in Nashua and our Bedford showroom at 410 South River Road. You can also visit our websites at embroidme-nashua.com or embroidme-bedford.com. My team and I look forward to helping you promote your business. Embroid Me, your promotional marketing partner. Talking boxing with Billy C. Every Saturday morning from 4 to 6. Here's my thoughts to WBC, who likes to parade around and act like they are the sport of boxing. They like to to promote their belt as the belt to have. And for the most part, a lot of fighters follow that thought process. I think Canelo Alvarez would be in a position to really put some egg on the face of the WBC. On the home for boxing fans, ESPN New Hampshire. Sports talk for the New Hampshire sports fan. You're listening to ESPN New Hampshire.
so sweet and the bird two feet and the sheen of her long brown hair. And the coaxing of her ship myself for sea was really there. From Mountry Bay, Derry Roger scanning, time running out again. What a play, Adams! Touchdown! Ah, a little Mahomes for you here on a Monday. Stretch run, ESPN New Hampshire, Jimmy Murphy, your host, Justin Sullivan, working the boards. I said I was talking with our... Uh, Rona Tom Monahan. He said uh, he appreciates the Irish music we play oh, I love on it. the show. <laughs> I love it. So uh, these the, the intro and outro of this segment are for Mr. Monahan. I should have mentioned to you too. I had a uh, caller earlier today when Christian and King were on. I was grabbing a bunch of clips. Someone called. I answered, and they said I missed your afternoon show on Thursday and Friday. Is he going to be back? And I said, Yeah, yeah, he'll be back today. He's like, Yeah, I really like listening. I was oh, like, good. So someone Thank called. You. Someone called in to just make sure, nice to hear to, that to make sure that they that you were going to be here. Yes. Today. So yep. I forgot to mention that to you. Earlier. I have a, a Twitter guy that I battle with a lot. I forget his handle, but uh, we 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 do not see eye to eye on yeah. hockey matters. Uh, but he always says, "But I love your show, Murph." <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love that. You gotta appreciate yeah. that. You know, there's mutual respect. We can disagree. <laughs> You know, and if you if you disagree with me on anything, you're more than welcome to call up 603-883-9900. Or if you agree, that's even better. Yeah, <laughs> we you can, know, uh, we, we can complain together. That. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, good stuff there. That is the Mahones coming in, and uh, you know, it's good stuff for you, Mister Sullivan. Come nice back. little comeback for you here in Wild Card Weekend. We, we extended comeback. it. You know, I said, all right, we'll keep it going in the playoffs in our our season long NFL Pick'em Pool. Uh, you went three and one, Sully. With the only loss you had was the Oakland Raiders. And I, the worst part about it is I should have went four and zero because I immediately, as soon as I sent that to you, I immediately regretted it. And you know, th- uh, a number one defense at home has to mean something. I still had this feeling though Houston was barely going to beat him. Like I, Houston like, you know, doesn't really score. You know, I and I don't and I didn't expect Osweiler to come out and be. Somewhat of a uh, below average quarterback, like before he was just garbage. Like at least this game, he, he made some throws that he said, "All right, I get it." Kind of, you know, I could see where they're going with this. But uh, number one defense at home. I mean, Jadavian Conley came out and won the game by himself. Yeah. He was unreal. So I I regretted sending that immediately as soon as I said Oakland. I was like, "Oh, I don't like that." But yes, good weekend for me. I'll take yep. a couple. So of those uh, that increases you to ninety one and ninety five, and because I went zero for four. <laughs> I took all the dogs and all the dogs lost. Uh, I am 91 and 95 as well. So we are deadlocked as we head to the divisional round of the playoffs. This one's going to mean a lot. This, this Pats game was probably going to mean a lot for the picks here. Because really, like, that's a, it's going to be a big spread here. It's going to be a large spread. Well, let's look at it. I, I don't think, know if it's already. Checked this it's probably morning, moved more. You know? I, I don't know. I, the last I checked high. this morning, it was at 16 uh, let's check it out right now. Here we go. We can check out the Patriots are now laying. Hmm. It's not on the board. Wow. Why would that be? Did something know. happen today? Yeah. Uh, now I got to start scouring Twitter. Uh oh. Vegas NFL odds. Let me go to a different site then. Ooh, do you want a uh, do you want a uh, head coach hiring that I just broke to me now? Jaguars sure. to hire Doug Marone. Doug Marone. As their new head coach. Interesting. The Patriots are at 16. 
right 16. now. 16, okay. According to Vegas odds. This is VegasInsider.com. I feel like that's going to go you up. you got the Atlanta Falcons <laughs> minus four hosting the Seahawks. Patriots minus 16 hosting the Texans. And then on Sunday, the Chiefs and the Steelers. Ooh, that's going to be a Chiefs good one. are the home team. That's going to be a good they one. They are minus one and a half in most places. You get them at a pick. Uh, and the Dallas Cowboys at home against the Green Bay Packers in the final game of the weekend are minus four favorites oh, over the Packers. Oh. I love the Packers in that. I think the Pack based on momentum right now, the Packers are just rolling. Aaron Rodgers can do whatever he wants right now. Yep. I watched him sit in that pocket, that clip I played for you, and basically just teased every every member of the defense and said, "You know, I'm just going to wait it out until you make until you mess up, and then I'm going to I'm going to kill you for it." And he's on another level right now. And I just see momentum going going their way. I mean, Dallas has had to sit here in this bye. And probably for them, one of the worst things is having a bye because they weren't playing well. What have know? we said, though, about Dallas? Yeah. It's the first rodeo for a lot yeah. of those guys. Yes. It's a whole different ballgame in the they, playoffs. And they've shown up in a lot of big games during the regular season. But yeah. like you said, whole nother, it's a whole other level here. But they lost twice to a team that the Green Bay Packers just yes. destroyed. Yes, yes. Remember that. Yes. It's going to so be I think we could see some underdogs rise to the occasion uh, this coming weekend, but we will get to that in a bit with our man John Serenades and then, of course, Cole Wright yeah. and Gabriel Renzi later. We've still got two hours left, one hour down, and uh, yeah, I'm interested to talk to John as we uh, will break down what the Patriots can do to get around that Houston defense yeah. again yeah. and how they will handle that defense because that's the only chance oh, yeah. that's, that that's they have. It. But like we've said before, we've said I feel like two months now. Yeah, they're at home. They're at home. They're yeah. a different team when they're at home. Who comes into New England and beats the Patriots? No one. Yeah, no one does. And that's why they went all the way to they, the end. To they get went that all the way to the end. They got that number one seed, and they're locked in right now. Yep. I don't. I just don't see them losing a game unless they beat themselves. You know, yep. I don't. I don't care what defense it is right now, unless they beat themselves at home. They should be winning these games. We'll have to talk about that and all things Patriots. Next segment is John Serenades of XNOJO.com. The stretch around on ESPN New Hampshire will be back. The wind inside the main. So all you loving mothers, keep your eyes upon your daughters. For the sales will mend their tuckers and the mass will rise again.